Hello, Lady Lawyer League. It's hard to believe it's been an entire year since we started recording the Lady Lawyer League podcast. With a few bonuses in the mix, we've recorded over 60 episodes. From the basics of the divorce process to abortion and the law, we've covered a diverse range of topics. And believe it or not, we have a lot more to talk about. We are excited to announce season three is happening this fall, and we'll have more details this summer. On today's podcast, we're going to have you meet our newest lawyer, Sarah Hart. Welcome to the Lady Lawyer League podcast. They're a league of lady lawyers in an all-female law firm in Omaha, Nebraska called Hightower Ref Law. On this podcast, you'll hear stories of what it's like to be a lady lawyer and an entrepreneur. Now it's time to talk about the law, share real-life stories about representing clients, and discuss the current events of the week. It's the Lady Lawyer League podcast with Susan Ref and Tracy Hightower Henny. Welcome to the Lady Lawyer League podcast. I'm Tracy Hightower Henny. I'm Susan Ref. And we have Sarah Hart with us today. Hello. Hi, Sarah. Hi. I'm super excited to be here. Sarah is our newest associate attorney, and she's been with us for almost a month. Almost a month. Almost a month. Three and a half weeks. We threw you on the podcast really early. Really? I feel like compared (laughs) to some of the other new folks, but just throwing me in. You seem like a seasoned pro already, though. Sure. We've listened (laughs) to a lot of our podcasts, so that's a good start. Yes, I have. Absolutely. So Sarah, let's talk first about your name. Okay. Whoa, this is weird. (laughs) Where are we going? Well, whenever anyone has a name that like means something like heart. Yes. Do people like say things? Do they get cutesy? They do a lot. Um, A lot of people use a heart as my last name, even though it's spelled differently. Oh, the word heart. Yeah. Or like an emoji? Yes, like an emoji. Like... A picture of a heart. Sarah, picture heart. Yes. No, emoji. Oh. Or an emoji. <laughs> she or a picture. picture first. Oh. You, you wanted an it icon. to be an emoji. It has like this really um, like old meaning um, from the UK. I think it means deer. And oh. our family were deer hunters. So we have a crest with deer on it. Oh, it means deer, D-E-E-R. Yes. Oh, not like D-E-A-R. Right. Okay. Uh, and so for the listeners, your last name is spelled H-A-R-T. Yes. Yes. So that's like the old meaning, but it's people usually use it as I just like got H-E-A-R-T. A, I just got a spam email um, that said deer, comma, blah, 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 blah. You have copyright violations on Facebook. Please click this link to keep your Facebook page up. And I thought they were calling me dear, like, like honey, dear, <laughs> D-E-A-R. And it was so spammy that they just aren't putting anyone's name in right. there. So you clicked the link, right? I did not click the link. <laughs> did you give them your credit card number? I did do that. <laughs> okay. And your yeah. social. Yeah. I just, I didn't even click the link. I just responded to the email and just, I said, I'm assuming you're going to need all of this. And I already sent you a check for $500,000. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. They're so but people fall for it. But I am like, and I immediately sent it to Carrie, our marketing specialist, like, damn it, Carrie, did we copyright something? <laughs> Carrie's like, uh, no. Only lawyers believe they actually did the thing wrong. That yeah, they exactly probably didn't seek do. out lawyers. I mean, because your heart drops for a second, um, you know, thinking, did I copyright something? I don't want to copyright. Right. So. Yours. Some people are like, everything's spam. Everything's junk. Nothing's right. real. Yeah. That's how my husband approaches things. It's like, that's not real. And I'm like, 
but it might be. Well, they say that now they're calling people saying you won the whatever house. What's the house? Publishers clearing house. Yeah, publishers clearing. <laughs> Where they show up with the big check and balloons. Yeah, at but your now, door? but the, the spammers are calling and saying, but we need you to send in some cash for taxes and fees before we send you the money. Oh. And people are doing it. Like, and I think they're mailing cash, just like an envelope of cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder where they're mailing it. Like to India. Like. That's yeah, what's the address flag? that yeah. I'm mailing cash to? Hey, hey, listen, you can all start mailing it to my house, which is okay. <laughs> Do they obviously. still have Publishers Clearing House? Like, yeah. as a kid, we would get those things in the mail and they would have those stamps and you would lick them and then you were supposed to send it back. And I always wanted to do it. My mom was like, it's such a scam. And I'm like, but, so but it's like nothing. you don't have to pay to. And no, I think it's real, but those aren't real, right? Don't send the taxes and fees in cash. Right. Lick also, the stamps. Do you, does anyone <laughs> lick stamps anymore? I bought stamps last night and they were self-adhesive. Right. So I don't yeah. think there's any licking ones anymore. Do we lick anything anymore? What do envelopes, we still lick? Envelopes. Only for cheap. The you one cent stamps. <laughs> envelopes now, but they're quite more expensive. So we still lick our envelopes. But we have the thing. I lick mine. Oh. <laughs> We have a, a sometimes, lick. and you have to do it just right so you don't get a paper cut on your. Tongue. Are you afraid of DNA? What if something happens? No, not at all. <laughs> we have a a my listen. I've lost my driver's license in New York City in Central Park somewhere, and my I also lost a passport somewhere in Canada. I'm not worried about. Oh, my wow. I wouldn't worry in Canada wow. either. It was at no. the casino right across the river from Detroit. They somewhere probably, over there. Some nice person probably just put it in their shredder. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure. Really? In Canada? Yes. What in if Canada? It was on the Detroit They're so side, nice. Though? Yeah. You know what? I would have needed it to get back into Detroit. This was when I was in law school. Anyway, speaking of law school, Sarah, <laughs> why did you go to law school? Well, um, <laughs> jump right or in. have you ever lost a passport? Take your pick. Have I yeah. ever lost a passport? No, I have not yet <laughs> lost a passport. Um, why did I go to law school? Does anyone want to go to law school? Is that like a... I don't think so. Does anyone actually want to do that? I did. I really did. You did? Yes. Mm, that was the weird. reason I went to law school is because I wanted to keep going to school. <laughs> and that was like... I do like that school. like fun. Yeah. I do like... If someone were to pay me to go to school now, I would go to school. Well, they kind of paid you in law school. <laughs> yeah. In, in a debt that you're a, paying back <laughs> later. <laughs> Here's the money. And afterwards, you're going to pay it back in triplicate. For 50 right. years. Yeah. For, for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't want to go to law school until after undergrad. Um, and I, I wanted to go because I did want to go back to school. I took a year off and it seemed like something that I enjoyed in undergrad. I took a lot of international law classes oh, and like I spy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I thought, <laughs> let me go to law school so I can be a spy. Yeah. And are you really a spy right now? I am. <laughs> She's a spy for our competitor. <laughs> She's our mole. Um, so yes, I'm a secret spy, but also that's how I ended up in law school. So what did you do in your year off? Do you want to share? Because I have like wild dreams of what I would have done if I had a year off in between. It was not exciting. So <laughs> I did not a lot. Oh. I lived in Virginia right outside of D.C. So I spent a lot of time though. going to stuff in D.C., which I, I love. I think yeah. it's really cool. What was your major in undergrad? Um, international law. And it was international politics oh. and government. So I took a lot of, it was basically political science, mm -hmm. but with a, like an international spin. And I took a lot of 
like country specific government classes. Like which countries? Oh. Um, Russia. Oh, China. Helpful. Helpful. Both of them are very scary, helpful, but scary. Yeah, because they were still they were telling us how dangerous those countries were while looking at their governments. And I kind of did the same thing in law school. I took a lot of comparative international law classes in law school, which are super interesting. And that really is helpful in divorce law. Absolutely. When you're super helpful. And Sarah, <laughs> custody and domestic violence. Where did you go to law school? I went to Creighton. Well, no one's going to go to your law school, so it's either going to be Creighton or Lincoln. So. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, like, the chances There's a are... current judge in Nebraska who went to our law school. What county? Washington. So close. Oh, what's... It? Oh, Barron? Yeah. He went to your yes. law school? Are you sure? Is he sure? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, were you there at the same time? Because I think, yeah, I think we overlapped... Did you know him? No, I was on a tax law track. Well, how many people graduated in your law school class? I have no idea. A lot. A lot. Like, how many is a lot? Over 250? Really? Yeah, we were the largest law school population-wise in the country. We had three campuses. So my law school... Wow. Thank you very much. And the only reason Susan is interested that Sarah went to Creighton because Susan went to Creighton is that now our numbers and our lawyers are back to the Creighton heavy side. Yeah. Because they were at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Law side. No. And then there's (laughs) me. Yeah. Like the tiebreaker. Only one of me. (laughs) I screw the numbers up. Yeah. No. You're like the middle. Are we only Creighton Law? Yeah. Lincoln or me? Yeah. Oh. Well, then <laughs> you're like the, the eight ball in pool. I'm the unicorn, yeah. bitches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's a positive. Yes. If you like I stand unicorns. in the middle. Yeah. Creighton in over here. Middle. Yeah. Here. Except for Creighton's heavier. So. Right. N- heavier uh, in the what? Numbers. Oh. Or boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Which I yeah. think is true. <laughs> yes. I would say it's probably true. <laughs> Bus we size. Just, yes. We just did group pictures and you look at them and you're like, God damn, there's a lot of boots in this office. <laughs> and I don't think we should name any names. No. <laughs> and then there was Amit. Who is Who's our, not a lawyer yet, so no. we can't really put him in the mix. We're right. not we're not releasing that group photo yet. Yeah. Amit, you better be studying for the bar right now. Yeah. While you're listening to this podcast. So you went to Creighton Law School. Yes. And after you graduated, what did you do? I worked in Iowa for a little bit, and I did juvenile law and criminal defense. So I represented parents that got their children taken away from them. It's a simple uh, explanation. And because none of that is simple. (laughs) Work Well, because there were so few attorneys doing this, I worked in all the out counties and I was the only female. So I got all the moms appointed to me. What's the out counties mean? Like gay out? Like like out of the closet? (laughs) Probably the opposite. Um, Yes. (laughs) Like the rural counties. Outside um, of? Outside of like Council Bluffs. Uh So that district is District 4 and it's... Like Page, Montgomery, there's a Cass County out there. 
There's more cows than people. Yes. Mm-hmm. All farmland. Yeah. And I would drive an hour and a half each way sometimes. Wow. To go to court. Was your office in Council Bluffs, based in Council Bluffs? It was right outside of Council Bluffs. And then I continued to do that when I moved to a firm in Omaha. Okay. So juvenile court and criminal defense. What did you like about doing those areas? Um, I really liked juvenile law. I was a GAL too. Uh, and I really liked working with kids. What's I think a GAL? A guardian ad litem. I think it's Latin too, right? It is. I have a client right now that keeps saying gal. And I was oh, like, I no, no, it's not a word. Those are just a the lot letters. of the clients say that. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, well, this is your gal. Right. And your then gal. sometimes it's a man. <laughs> and you're like, wait, hold on. Let's not Or they say this is your guardian. And you're like, no, 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 I am not your guardian. Right. This is a fancy word for. I am your guardian angel, but you have to pay me. Lawyer for kids' best interest. <laughs> and I might Lawyer write a kids. letter that you don't like. Right. right. You normally are not going to like my letters. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. So yeah, the guardian ad litem writes a recommendation letter. Right. And it's normally not great for the parents. We've done a whole episode about guardian ad litem work. I think we've at least had, if we didn't, we will blogs. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But guardian ad litems also are pretty heavy in divorce work too. They are. Um, I've used them a lot and I've relied on them a lot because I like they to- show a different a different side. I like to tell our clients that we can ask for guardian ad litem and their job is to basically do what a judge could do if the judge like wanted to go talk to your kids, talk to the therapist, see your house. But judges don't want to do any of that. Right. Nor can they, right? They don't have time. And so well, the they're not allowed litem. to do their own investigation. Right. So My favorite is going the to gals the- do that. All of that for them. <laughs> My favorite was going to the school. Because everyone oh, in yeah. school worlds get really nervous when lawyers show up. And they're like, no, I, you're not. I'm not here to, like, see what you're doing wrong. I'm right. a guardian anyways. I'm not the lawyer. <laughs> I'm here to talk and to And then you kid. wear, like, wings and a halo over your head. Right. And then you have some music playing. Whoa. Wow. Did you do that when I you went to I did the not ever do that. It might it might bring their anxiety down a little bit. Maybe they would yeah. have called 911. <laughs> <laughs> There's this chick dressed up in a costume. She wants to talk to kids. I'm yeah, not sure. Uh, she seems <laughs> unstable. <laughs> okay, I always like to know what was your first job ever? Ever? Yes. I was a lifeguard. <gasps> Me, too. <laughs> Me too. That wasn't my first job, but it was one of my That job. was my first job. They need job. lifeguards this summer. I know. So. We should maybe How like, much will take they pay? a weekend gig here and we there should. at the pool. Absolutely. I mean, it's. I thought it was a pretty easy job. Yeah, because oh. what time do the pools open? One? It was usually one or noon. What types of... Did you so work you at do, public pools or private pools? I worked at both. Yeah. So I swam in high school. Um, like on a team. So I had practice at 5 a.m. and then I taught swim lessons and then I worked at the public pool. And oh, we you had. You were pruny all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. hair. You're a lifeguard. You live at the pool. Green. I smelled like chlorine. Like I, I was on a swim chlorine. team, but listen, that was not good. So <laughs> that was never in the pool. I just lived in the pool yeah. from May to August. Yes. Because we did swim lessons, the pool was open, and then we did swim lessons again. And then I had practice. So it was just a lot. And then I did coach at a country club pool. And so I lifeguard. I was a lifeguard there also. So I just did a lot. Do you like to be in the pool now? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then you're not going to lifeguard this summer. No, I do. I like it. I'm just afraid to get sunburned. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's fixes for that. Yes. 
but I got so many sunburns and it took me all summer to get like the smallest tan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Same. And then it, it went away in like a week and I was like, well, my summer was wasted clearly. <laughs> well, tan being tan is really, in my opinion, the, okay. Public service announcement from Susan Reff. <laughs> I think tan skin is really gross because it's damaged skin and this, our society has told people you're more beautiful with damaged skin. Like they could kill you. I mean, right. skin cancer is deadly. And we tell people like, that's good looking. And what message does that send? And like our generation, we didn't wear sunscreen. Like, right. or you put it on one time. Wait, our generation, there is no R, it's you. <sighs> My generation. You're a lot older. I know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> My Thank generation. Thank you for that PSA, Susan. Yes. That's very important. I lifeguarded with a gal who sunburned her eyeballs. <gasps> Why? No. She's staring at the sun. The pool was reflecting so oh. much and she didn't like to wear sunglasses, oh, sunglasses no. because she couldn't, she felt she couldn't see as well out of them. And she like went to the dermatologist or the eye doctor or whatever. And they're like, your eyeballs are sunburned. And the doctor, the eye doctor said, put some fucking sunglasses on. Well, yeah. I, she had to have like special treatments and it was bad. What she, what's that woman doing now? She's a stay-at-home mom. Because mm-hmm. she can't see anymore. <laughs> hey, stay-at-home moms need to see too. Well, I don't know. Did you ever save anyone? Um, oh. No, I did not. Uh, not not really. I mean, there's... Did the they kid- all die? They're, right, yes. <laughs> did anyone ever drown while you were... There's the kids that jump off the diving board that think they can get to the side and they, yeah. they really can't. Like, I, that's what you... I felt like that was the majority of what so I So you did. have to jump in and be like... Or do you just yell from up top, keep kicking, Timmy? <laughs> do you need me to save you? No, you jump in because they're... Or you just throw your tube out and be like, grab on. It's fine. Well, this one girl, she was in my swimming lessons and she had jumped off the board a gazillion times in swim lessons. And then her mom came and her mom was like wanting to see her jump off the board because her nanny brought her to swim lessons. Was this the same mom that can't see? No, the girl that couldn't. <laughs> oh, <okay>. well, <laughs> the girl that got her eyeballs sunburned is know. the same age maybe, as me. We were lifeguarding together. The same woman. I don't know. Anyway, so this girl, and then she didn't swim to the side. She freaked out. She was having like performance anxiety in front of her Aww. mom. Did you throw any kids in for some lessons? No. A lot of parents wanted us to stand on the end of the diving board with their kids and like, oh, throw them in. Yeah, that's I did that to someone else. Dog once. That's yeah. dramatic. Did you ever have to save anyone, Sarah? Well, I I did, but I think it was partially my fault, partially her fault. She, <laughs> Whoa! Blame the victim. <laughs> she had been fake drowning all day. Why? Uh, and I was do in. That, they kids. do it all that they think it's funny. Yes. So Seriously? we were. I was in the deep end they with the diving boards. They don't think the lifeguards are going to react. They do it with their right. friends. Right. Uh, so they think she was fake drowning all day, and I was annoyed. She jumped off the diving board, had an issue, and I was like, she's fake drowning, whatever. <gasps> well, then she went underwater and did not come back up. So then I saved her. I was traumatized. I started crying. I ran away. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Well, I just felt bad because I I waited too long. You're but like, she was fine. You're I mean, a fake bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we had a situation. Um, so I lifeguarded at home, and then I lifeguarded here. And I lifeguarded at Papio Bay, which is a public pool with water slides, and it attracts all sorts of people. And so we were jumping in a lot there because there would be kids 
who didn't know how to swim and would get in areas of the pool they couldn't swim in. But that was the pool that I worked at where like one of the lifeguards pulled somebody out of the pool who was like blue and limp and like I'll never oh, no. forget like him pulling her out and her arms were like just mm. completely limp and Ragged blue off. and her head. And so then if you're a lifeguard, all the other lifeguards are supposed to do different things to like assist, like clear the pool, keep the kids back. One person calls 911, whatever. And um, so I was the person who was supposed to clear the pool. And I remember my voice was like totally shaking when I was on the mic. But everyone was like, oh, I completely forgot we were supposed to clear the pool. But you remembered. And I was like, <laughs> OK, did the, I did one. Good. Did the kid die? No, the oh, kid did God. not die. I think the most fun is like yelling at kids with oh, my whistle. It's babysitting. Oh yeah. Lifeguarding is babysitting. It is. Yeah. For so sure. my parents were at a high school party or maybe it was college. I don't know. Like where young adults and people were jumping in when it was dark and they realized that one of their friends was not out of the pool at one point, like hours later and she had drowned at the bottom of the pool. Oh my God. And they tell this story and I'm like, were they adults at the time? Yeah. They're, you know, somewhere it's either senior yearish of high school or like college age kids. And she, this woman didn't know how to swim. She was scared to tell anybody. She didn't know how to swim. Yeah. And they were probably all jumping in and drinking. And then it was dark in the pool, you know, yeah. because it was, and I'm like, Oh my God, how traumatic. That's yeah, scary. That is. Yeah. So, um, I have a question. First job lifeguarding. Okay. <laughs> I have a question because I, we did swim lessons every summer. I loved it. And I think it's so important that kids do swim lessons, but are they still doing the swim lessons where you jump in fully clothed with a button up shirt and then you have to take it off and fill it up with air and make a life raft with jeans too? No, not that I know about. And I, I never feel did that. so prepared because of that training. Mostly think, if I'm wearing jeans and a button-up shirt and I get in the ocean somehow. Right. I think there's Which like a never super happen. advanced class <laughs> that's called like water survival skills or something that that's incorporated into. Yeah. And sometimes they bring like a canoe in the pool. More likely I'm going to have a wetsuit on. But I think I could do the same thing with a wetsuit. But getting... Fill it with air? Isn't your wetsuit supposed to help you float? Yeah, it's buoy, buoy, buoyant. But if it's on you, doesn't it help? It helps keep you warm. Oh, yeah, and buoyant. But if you want it to, like, blow up and get, like, life rafty. Yeah. Like, extra buoyanty. Right. Buoyant. Buoyant. <laughs> Just buoyant. Okay. Just buoyant. Okay, so, lifeguard. Yes. International law would seem to be the next obvious step. Right. And then... Family law. And then family law. In the outer... Banks of Iowa. Yes. <laughs> it's where we landed. So how did you get here? Here at, at like today? Yeah, did you today? Did, what, did you? I drove. I drove. Um, so juvenile law, I saw a lot of, I was doing family law with juvenile law too. I mean, I feel like it's just kind of all built in. But when I was doing all of these juvenile law appointments, I saw a lot of domestic violence because I was getting a lot of the moms. And even though they had other issues that were at the forefront of their case, a lot of it stemmed back to this relationship with their partner and the abuse that went on. Um, 
So that kind of led me to working at the Women's Center for Advancement. They had an opening and it was something that I had found a passion for of helping these women because at the end of the day, if I see a parent who either, you know, gets sober, um, takes whatever necessary classes, gets their kids back, like that's what I like to see. I like to see the growth of people. And so I really wanted to work for the WCA to see, like just put all my energy into those cases as opposed to everything else that I was doing. So that's how I ended up there. And then I ended up here. Because Susan said, hey, (laughs) what do you think about maybe working with us? And you said to her, I thought you hated me. That was the start of this relationship. (laughs) I don't think the first thing I said was you should work. I was like, hey, are you, I don't know. What did I I think I was, I said, Hey Susan, are you hiring? I think you had had a couple (laughs) drinks by the way. Yes. And Susan said, yeah, always. We're always interested to talk to people. And I said, really? I thought you hated me. (laughs) No, I think I said, I think I said, Sarah, you're on our list. And you were like, what? Yeah. I was like, yes. And, and so we have a couple lists here. We, we have in, in the times where we've really been like in a part where we're like, okay, we're making a conscious decision that we need to hire a new attorney. And so we like literally like just put names on a piece of paper of people we know that work in this area or adjacent areas and people we think are pretty cool and people that have good reputations. And that would fit in here. Yeah. Like I think our culture is unique in the sense that we overly work together you know, like people can say like, Oh, we're a team. You know, I think, I think there's something more than just being a team. It's like anyone can go talk to anyone yeah. in oh, our yeah. office and no one's like, listen, I don't have time for you. Right. Everyone's right. just like, yep. Yeah. What, what do you got? Let's talk about it. Well, and I think even one time when you were on the list, we, we were like, is she still doing family law stuff? And like, we were trying to, I, I was trying to stalk you a little. Well, you don't it, have Facebook. So that's the, she that's does. the hard part. I do. It's very, I'm not, just, it's very protected. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even find it. But I was, I mean, I was, a lot of times you can just kind of Google lawyers and stuff and it, nothing was really coming up. And I was like, oh, maybe she's not doing it anymore. And then she blocked you from everything. Even she took Google. out a protection order. <laughs> I did. Um, <laughs> Because I monitor. We actually have to stay. <laughs> we actually have to stay a certain, apart. yeah. 100 feet apart. Well, and then I think, so we hired, I think maybe that was when we hired Joy or something. And then. You've been on our list for at least two years, Sarah. Wow. Apparently. Wow. Yeah. Well, we didn't make a new list ever. That's right. So, yeah. And you, you were like, well, I thought you hated me. And I was like, oh, why? Why do people think? And then I think, is it my face? It's your, it's your, no. It's your RBF. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or is it that sometimes like in my, in my quest to be efficient, professional and, and nice, I come across yes. bitchy. No, no. I, I think we had a case together that I wasn't originally on and I probably can't say much more about it, but you thought I didn't like you after a case. That makes me sad. Like I've treated only you bad. Because, no, you need I to think change the, ca- the direction of your quest, Susan. I know. No, I think the case itself was just very messy. Like but, very, but very messy. I think we like had one interaction. Yeah. It must so have this left is totally a real mark on you. <laughs> God damn. I need a lot of therapy. No, no. It could be Self-help my own. Classes. It could be my own 
my own self projection. I was just like, I don't. Yeah. And little did you know, I was really stalking you behind the scenes. Right. Like, Who knew? Girl fanning you. Well, fangirling. Girl, girl fan. What is it? I, don't I know. wasn't doing. There was a time fangirl. at the WCA fanning where girl? I wasn't. I think fanning girl. Girl fan. <laughs> fangirling. 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 Fanning girling. Fanny packs. <laughs> fanny packs are in. Oh my god! Don't I love packs. them. Tracy They're loves don't them too. So imperative. Tracy, how many do Listen, you have? Okay, I have I have three, four, five, maybe. <laughs> they um, are. But here's the thing: fanny when packs you are travel, in. if you got a backpack on and a fanny pack, you just sit down on the toilet. You got to pull your pants toilet. Down, you just sit down on the toilet. <laughs> you don't got to take anything off. You don't have to hang up anything in the bathroom at the airport. You know, like oh. you just you can just go pull your pants That's back true. up, and you don't. You don't gotta do. You wear your fanny pack in the front, the side, or the back. All of the above, and sometimes across the. Front. <laughs> and sometimes I do like a crossbody. Yeah, crossbody. That's called a bosom bag. A bosom bag. Okay, do I you put that up, the strap but between like the girls or over the girls? No, the the bag parts in the front. Well, that's so, a lot on because me. it's not oh, protected I, behind you. Well, sometimes I put it behind me. Well, I feel like one of those sling bags. Too. I have the fear that at all times anyone is behind me trying to get into my bag. That there's just I have this a similar fear. Following me all the time, opening zippers. <laughs> okay, so is the bag between the girls or on top of the girls? My bags, my bags are big enough that it doesn't go in between the girls. Where does it go? It just sits here. So, well, it's like on top. It's like it's in like front on, of. It's on top of them, like sideways sometimes. Yeah. Or sometimes it's like underneath. Or but behind. But if, if it if it is a true travel situation. It is around the waist in the front because you can't sit down on the toilet if it's off to the side. And then you can grab your stuff. And if it's in the back, you're getting toilet paper in it. It's all about a toilet for Tracy. It is. It is, it is so efficient. You know how shitty that is? You got to hang up your purse, put a backpack <laughs> on the ground. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. Okay, so we all like fanny packs we here. We do like fanny packs. Yes. Okay, wait, but I, I really want to know about your dog, too. My do- We need to talk about your dog. <laughs> we do. What's her yeah. name? Winnie. How did you come up with Winnie? Oh, this is a weird story. No, it's um, a good one. It's a great story. I don't know it, but I assume it's good. Um, it's really not. Mine's not great. Uh, <laughs> so my aunt and uncle have corgis, and they are named after... Janice Joplin and Freddie Mercury. So what are their names? JJ and Mercury. Oh, okay. For real. Like for real, for okay. real. <laughs> so um they had this accidental litter of puppies, which is how me and all of my cousins. Wait, now accidental, have come on. <laughs> they were waiting they didn't get their dogs fixed. They were waiting for oh. JJ to have her first heat, and then they were gonna get them both fixed. And that then, happened and she got pregnant. Then they secretly so, had sex like yes, teenagers do. Secretly. Um, she is a teen mom. She was less can than I, a year can, old. Can I say Janice Joplin and Freddie Mercury never would have had sex? Absolutely so. not. No. No. This so, changed the course of history right here. They, they had puppies. Me and all of my cousins have corgis How now. many puppies were in the litter? Eight. That's a holy big Eight. litter. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say holy shit. But. So most of them were named after musicians. Oh, your aunt uncle named them? Well, or... No, all of the cousins. So, like, one is named Meatloaf. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah, that's a good dog name. I liked Winnie. So, I was like, I'm just going to say she's named after Winona Judd and call her Winnie. Okay. No, that's a good story. In retrospect, I should have called her Dolly for Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah. Dolly's, like, big now. Yeah. 
So my like next how did corgi she get will so be Dolly. Big? Dolly Parton? Not, the not, not boobs, but like as her character, like how her, so, her social justice stuff, I think. I oh. think so too. Yeah. yeah. And she just will spend money on things she cares about. She's awesome. With like no, yeah, yeah. nothing else. Just I'm going to put a bunch of money towards it and make it happen. Is, are any of them named like Prince or no, I, I'm the other dogs I do think one is named after Princess Leia, not musician wise, uh, but her other dog was like Luke or something. Weird. But your yeah. dog recently was in a competition in a race <laughs> as a Corgi, as a Corgi. To be clear, your dog is, is a Corgi. Corgi races is a thing. It's, it's a thing. Is there, is there a race for all types of dogs? Do you think? Cause like I had a great Dane and I would have loved to have her in a race. I think there it's are. It's not like greyhound <laughs> racing where it's well, like no, she, yeah. people are betting. Everyone always thought our dog was a greyhound too. And I was like, listen. <laughs> greyhounds don't look like <laughs> no, great I know. except they're long tall. Yeah. Well, there's a very interesting group in Omaha of corgis, the Omaha Corgi Crew. Oh. And Winnie's in a calendar for them. They had like a corgi and drag queen calendar for my, this year. My dog was in a great Dane calendar. I feel too. like yeah. people oh, yeah. and their dogs, it's like gangs. It Whoa. absolutely like, is. Like, what's the Frenchie <laughs> is a big one. Yes. Um, Deanna and her dachshund was like, that's a thing. Yeah. She has a bunch of dachshund mom friends. And yeah. We have meetups. Now, what if you don't have a corgi? Can you still come? You can come to the races. What if you have a corgi and a Great Dane? Do you bring your Great Dane to the corgi meetup? You're not. Oh, to a meetup, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, But absolutely. the Great Dane can't race with the corgis. No. Because they'll fuck you up. Abs- yes. <laughs> <laughs> your dog would have just laid on the ground, though. No, and no, like, no. this is so fun. Great Prior Danes are so sweet. 10 years old, she would have ran yeah. a Galloped. <laughs> yeah. Just over the corgis. Yeah. I mean, the, the race length is very short. So. <laughs> well, because so are their legs. <laughs> It was long for her. You, it was. Did she win? No. Oh, no. Are you going to do any more? I think I'll do it next year. But people traveled like over an hour to oh, this race. From the Outer Banks of Iowa, probably. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't know that they that it was that big of a deal. I was like, this is just fun for me. Like, I don't know. And so it was a fundraiser, right? It was a fundraiser. Oh, okay. So Hightower yes. Ref Law could support the Corgi crew yes, race. Yes. Absolutely. You can get t-shirts. Yes. Oh my okay. gosh! Well, corgis are kind of like a trendy. Well, because the thing isn't that what the queen has? The queen, the queen has corgis. Well, yes. and they're so freaking cute. They are. They have really big personalities too. Do they shed? Yeah. And do you have to groom, get them groomed professionally? Um, not really. Like their coats are pretty good on their own. You don't have to get them trimmed or anything. But the brushing, de shedding treatment all of that they shed as much as a husky so is your dog a lap dog yes because i think when i look at a corgi it's like i see teddy bear well they're either (laughs) super independent and don't like you or they're super cuddly okay so sometimes winnie will like go to the other side of the room and just like do her own thing that's like like why like the queen yeah Yeah, like mm -hmm. i'm over here Okay, so tell us, as we wrap up, tell us why you were excited to work at Hightower Ref Law and, like, what makes you excited to be here. Especially when you thought Susan hated you. Yes. <laughs> You're like, whoa, I can overcome um, that. I love that it's women. It's all women except for some additions. <laughs> except for those two men that we brought in right before you. Um, and I, I'm so used to being able to 
talk about cases and work together. And I don't see that at a lot of other firms. Like you mentioned, I could just go into anyone's office and be like, I have this case. I don't really know if I'm doing this right or I have questions. I just want to talk it through someone um, or talk it through with someone. And it's just a really nice culture to work, to work in. It makes it easy to do my job. Because our jobs are not always easy. So you even thought that before you came here and then it like matched your expectation coming here. Yes. Exceeded my expectations. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Yay. Yay. Because I love when everyone just is chatting about cases. Yes. Because I like to do that too. Even though I think like, yeah, I kind of probably know what to do. It's nice to just say like, well, what would you do? And then I often get other ideas that I hadn't thought of. Yeah. Right. Like the other day, I I have a really tough case with kind of a weird fact pattern. And it kind of came about when Tara was on maternity leave and I'm at a stuck point. I was like, well, I'm going to go talk to Tara because I haven't talked to her ever about it. And so she's not like, she doesn't have any preconceived notions, I don't think, about this case. So I just like ran through the whole thing with her. And I said, this is what I'm thinking, you know, and she helped me kind of solidify my next steps and stuff like that. So that was really great to be able yeah. to do that. When you're a solo too, I was a solo for a while. You don't get to do that. It's hard. It's and hard. then some firms, I just don't think that like they would be like, Oh, Sarah doesn't know what she's doing because right. she's asking people for right. their advice. <laughs> right. Like or they that's just leave the you. Yeah. They just leave you on your own. Like, why don't you just figure it out? Look at the statue. Go ahead. Here's 10 cases. Figure them out. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we're excited to have you here. Um, I'm really excited to think about season three. We have a lot of shit going on in the world, right? I mean, these hearings that just came out from the January 6th. What are we calling it? The imposition? Insurrection. Insurrection. Oh, yeah. It was some other They did impose, though, on Congress and the Please. Yeah. So that's happening. <laughs> they did. Roe versus Wade is happening. All of these things are happening that we're excited so much. to be back. Um, maybe was, some new Corgi race updates. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on a lighter note. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of shit to talk about, and we'll be back. And Sarah, thank you for coming today. Thank you so much. All right. Check y'all later. See you in the fall. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Lady Lawyer League podcast and be sure to like and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. If you would like to learn more about our firm, Hightower Rep Law, please visit our website at hrlawomaha.com. We'll see you next week.